Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the Deb the Zealot Podcast. I'm your host, Deb. And today, we'll be talking about part-time living. Alright, so before we get into the meat of the episode, I wanted to let you guys in on why I named the podcast Deb the Zealot. And what really just sealed the deal for me to go ahead and start the pod. So, um, I've always been a zealous person for as long as I can remember. As long as I've been me. I've been someone who has had very strong beliefs. And whatever I have ever believed in, I have believed in it wholeheartedly, without fail, or wavering. No one gets me off my point. I don't care who else thinks that something else is more believable or more convincing. I'm not convinced. I'm not impressed. <laughs> um, I've always been that way. And um, yeah, I wanted that to be reflected in the title of the podcast. I didn't know, though, that it was kind of like a, a, a dual purpose to it, though. I feel like I got a two for one because... It also can double as a moniker for me and as a podcast title. So that's really cool. Um, (laughs) I realized that a little later on after I chose that one. It was really between two names that I came up with. Excuse me. The first one was um, From Deb Was Love. And, you know, I was like, eh, that's cute. That's cute or whatever. But I wanted something with a little... You know what I'm saying? I wanted people to get a feel for how I was coming. I wanted people to understand the energy in which I was coming. Um, so I was I feel like De- Deb Dezelic can do that. And it was pretty much the consensus of um, the poll I took on my Instagram as well. Everybody liked that one. So I was pretty much already set on it. I just did the poll to kind of have like some engagement (laughs) and you know yeah so glad that glad it worked out I really love the name the logo turned out fire all's well so yeah um that's kind of like the backstory I think for a very long time though I um didn't start the podcast because I felt like I didn't really have anything interesting to say. Um, I believe that one thing that the enemy does great at, because no one um, puts a stop to it or recognizes it, is he um, he tricks us into believing that we don't have a voice and that no one will listen to us, that we can't make a difference or change or um you know nobody is going to want to hear what we have to say um he tries to talk us out of doing the very thing that god has for us to do and um he'll use anything and anybody to to try and do that and you know thank god i just don't care anymore (laughs) like now that I have a relationship with Jesus, I, you know, I'm just like, okay, whatever. It, it, I, I don't care what people have to say or what they think or how they feel about what I say. 
Um, yeah. I said what I said. I said what I said. <laughs> like, um, yeah. I know whose name I come in. And I know what I'm here to do. I come in the name of Jesus. What did Moses say? I am that I am sent me. And I say the same. I am that I am sent me. And so, I know that I'm not here alone. I'm not, you know, waiting on someone to quote unquote give me permission you know what I'm saying who cares like <laughs> and then why would I not share the truth sorry why would I not share the truth um that I have received with others like why would I not um share that with somebody that's like the point that's the point of it all it's like if we weren't meant to share we would get saved and then die and go to heaven like <laughs> the point is for us to share and jesus actually tells us to do that he commands us to do it freely as you've been given freely you give and so that's 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 what it is and that's what it's gonna be period um and what really sealed the deal for me to go ahead and start it was because um, I, I, I actually recently got invited onto a podcast episode, my first one ever that I've ever, ever done. Um, podcast is Tipsy Theology by an old church mate named Paul. And um, it was such a cool experience. It was refreshing it was very cathartic it was it was really what i needed to go ahead and you know and 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 get me going because when i say it's been a long time coming and i've known that i can do it through spotify for a while pretty much almost a year good lord have mercy um (laughs) thank god i feel like you know Within that year's time, I've, I've grown leaps and bounds, especially in and primarily in my in my trust and obedience to God, which was the the turning point in my life um, for where I'm at now. Yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty much it. So, what is part-time living? That's our topic for today. That's the name of the episode. I mentioned it in my trailer. Um, and that's basically why I wanted this to be the first episode. Because it really kind of explains why I finally decided to... It, well, it explains further why I decided to um, finally go... And venture out into the world of podcasting um and basically it's just having a platform to share what i've learned and really speak on the the truly important things that god leads me to speak on um for me because i've 
I feel like there's a generality to it, but I feel like it's different for everybody because we're individuals. So, um, for me, part-time living was, thank God I no longer live that way, is living without hope. Um, is living kind of, it's, it's not even living, it's just like existing. It's like, you only have these very small, when I say small, I mean only for a second. You only have these second long moments of, of, of like happiness. And otherwise you live your life very drab and it's like, blah, ha, ha. And that's not to say when I was quote unquote out in the world that I never had fun or I wasn't happy. It's, it's kind of like when I would, you know, lift my head up, um, so to speak, and I would look around me and I would just see nothingness and I didn't have hope. That's what part-time living was for me. Um, I grew up in what looked to be a church. And you would hope and think that if ever you were to see a success story, um, especially for how much we as Christians like to testify about how God, you know, is able to deliver us and set us free and prosper us. You would, you would hope and think that you would see success stories and testimonies of that in a church. But alas... I did not. Uh, um, I saw anything but that. I saw poverty. I saw lack. I saw perversion. I saw um, people going back into Egypt. I saw wolves and sheep's clothing. I saw people, um, like it talks about in Jude, uh, I think it's like Jude 3 or 4, where it talks about how people have crept in un- unnoticed. Uh, and basically wolves in sheep clothing and they're deceiving people. I saw everything but what so many of us testify about for so long, unfortunately. And so I didn't have hope. Um, and that's basically what part-time living was for me. So I lived that way for so long because like I said before, I didn't have hope. And I didn't know there was another way to live. That's all I'd ever seen. And so it's like if you grew up in an English house, you're not going to one day just start speaking Chinese. Now, that does happen to some people who um, who like get hit by a truck or something. And then they wake up speaking a different language. <laughs> but um, for the most part, unless something very bizarre to you happens like that um that you know that's not gonna be your case and it wasn't my case either like if that's all you ever basically saying if that's all you ever see that's really all you think you'll ever do or can do and um this is not a call for why representation matters and all that crap um this is to say that um when you do not see that 
the people who are saying um, what God can do and what God is capable of and how how good he is and how how much of a provider and a healer and a deliverer that he is when you do not see them have a life that reflects the things that they say you don't know that it's possible um and that's where i was it was actually the people who were not in my organization and in other churches that i saw who better reflected what our testimonies as so-called christians should have been um they were the people who were um successful and they were the ones who had the things that you would you you were supposed to say oh i know that nobody but god blessed me with this basically and not that it's all it's not about materialistic things at all my point is saying that if anybody should be saying that god is provider in their lives actually reflect that it should be you will hope that it would be people in the church <laughs> and it for me that wasn't that wasn't my um that wasn't my my story i didn't see that and so i was always like man oh my god you know once i woke up i was kind of like i can't i can't live like this like oh my goodness i i can't not turn out like this like that was kind of like my thought process i was like i can't turn out like this uh <laughs> this is just not how it's gonna this is not how it's gonna end for me like this is terrible like i cannot i took a quick look around and walked right out the door like <laughs> once i once i woke up once i was out in the matrix i i was just like oh jesus this is a mess like once you once you once you wake up and you see what's really going on oh my goodness i was like i'm glad i took the pill but and i'm still on my reference of the matrix when i say the pill i ain't, I ain't no druggie praise god but <laughs> like <laughs> so i'm glad i took the pill but well not but it's no but but for me but oh my goodness <laughs> For lack of a better term, I guess I should say. I'm glad I took the pill. It's just that I... It's, it's, a, it's a shock. It's a shock. It's, it's, you're like, oh my goodness. It can't have always been this bad. And for a second, you'll think that the warfare has gotten worse. Or that now, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, it's so much worse than it used to be. And sometimes you feel like especially in the beginning i felt like i just wanted to go back um but then i was just like you know what mm, i'm gonna take my chances because this is the best i've ever felt um and it cannot be worse than what i was just saying so i i, I quickly recanted and repented for that because why ever go back i'm not missing nothing I'm not giving nothing up <laughs> like that was that actually yielded anything good in my life like my life sucks <laughs> before Jesus like it was a mess and I was a hot mess and um 
you know, thank God for loving this hot mess enough to, to save her. And now I'm here. And yeah, my life has been so much, so much better. I, I, I now have hope. And it's not like wishful thinking. Like, oh man, I, I, I wish or I hope that this would happen or, you know, this would come through or turn around or, or whatever. But it's really... For uh, for like an analogy or like a visual purpose, it's really the the whole thing of seeing light at the end of the tunnel. But really, you see the light all around you now. Like, which before it was like it was so dark you didn't know you were in a tunnel. You were just walking, running into the sides of the wall, wondering what this weird splashing sound was at your feet, and wondering what was crawling up your leg. Like you didn't know what was going on because it was so dark you couldn't even see your hand in front of your face. Like, <laughs> and now, now you see is light and the light has drowned out the darkness and it has shown you the truth. And what you thought was actually worse was actually God in his mercy. Now that you have a relationship with him and you, you know, are actually in tune in it with his spirit is actually him showing you. The things that you would not have otherwise seen. The scripture that talks about this, where he says that I will show you great and mighty things. Um, and a lot of people, just as I take it to mean that he'll show you the best things in life. Like, you know how people say, you know, I'll show you the world and all this stuff. Um, no, he means um, the things that were hidden to you that you literally not could not see um oh it's like uh chronicles of narnia when um the last one the dawn treader one um when they went up to the house and it was invisible and they oh the little those little short guys those little midget people were trying to get um they were trying to get Lucy because they knew she could read they saw the little book by her they were trying to get her to go up to the house and take the spell off of them so they could see and um the house was hidden and she had to recite the words to make the unseen scene that was the whole thing and so um yeah just for visual purposes that kind of lets you know that kind of like shows us what God does for us. And that scripture is actually Jeremiah 33 and 3, where he says, call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Um, Yeah. And so that's that's where I'm at now. Like there's light all around. At least I can see the monster that's coming and I know how to defeat him. So, you know, thank God for that. I have hope. And um, yeah, I, I don't have to live like that. And I'm not going to turn out like what I saw all my life. I I now know my purpose and the vision that God has given me for my life. And I'm going after it full speed. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> What I've learned on this journey with God is that life is so dull 
without without him it's so dull without jesus and um i don't know if i mentioned it before but it's not to say that i didn't have fun you know like i was i was fine when i was out there doing my own thing it was when i started to notice that there was no meaning in it and i didn't know what to do about that because that's all i'd ever saw was meaninglessness <laughs> if that's a word but yeah um it is it's dull when it comes down to it because you realize that everything you've done up until that point when you start to get to know him realize that it is not going to do anything for you it's not going to yield anything it doesn't bring anybody closer to him it is not saving a life is stupid to be honest like it's brain dead uh it's insane and so um yeah i realized that it's dull without him especially once you've had an ex- those experiences with him and then you've backtracked um and you're kind of in this space of like a, a, a like a backslidden state basically and that's when you realize like oh my goodness i'm not missing out on nothing like this is terrible um <laughs> so there's that i realized how dull life is without him um another thing is i understand that whatever i'm feeling i need to feel it with jesus like i have to feel it with him so um when i'm upset when i don't understand when i'm sad when i've been depressed or anxious in the past like whatever is going on i've learned to be in that space with him and what i mean by that is i do what job did which was even when he was cursing the day he was born and ripping up his clothes and oh oh my god uh, he was still praying like he was talking to god he wasn't like in a space where he had just completely shut god out like he was in that place with god and i believe that's why god honored job and and restored him the way that he did because he at least allowed God to still be a part of the process with him. And um, I think that's important for all of us to do. It's definitely been integral in in my life. Um, Because it deepens your relationship with him. Uh, Because it's not just you continuously running away from the issue and from the problem and from really just asking him what are you what like what are you trying to teach me through this like what what is it that you want me to to know and to learn and to grow in and it's not just asking him verbally or in your heart but it's also asking him through his word like can you lead me to this like what is it that i'm not seeing that you need me to see help me to see it the way you see it because right now i don't understand and what I'm going through, what I'm facing is, is depressing and it's making me upset. And I just don't understand. I don't I don't get it. I want to be out of this. I want to be through. I'm mad at you for even making me go through this. Like, and 
and you know we we go through the motions whoop de whoop de whoop and god just be sitting there like yo okay <laughs> like you know I, I i got it and that that space where i can be safe in letting him know how i feel and i still at the end of it all come to the conclusion of but you're sovereign but you're righteous but you're holy but you love me but everything you've always done or said has always been for my benefit and so why would it be any different now so whether i understand or i don't i still love you and i still trust you and um that's what practicing feeling whatever i've felt and whatever i feel with him has 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 brought me to it's brought me to a resolve each and every time of i know that you're what's best for me not even what you want from me not we're not talking about that right now but you there's nothing else out there that is better for me than you and then there's no other plan that's better than your plan for me like but it's always going to be you it's always going to be you first whether there's something better out there for me, even though I lost this opportunity that I thought was going to be amazing or I lost this person, whether I get a new, better person or whether um, it's just a season where it's nobody around or, you know, whether I get the job or I don't, whether I, you know, get get the, the thing I want or I don't. Even if nothing better or, in, you know, in my opinion, better comes along is you that's better for me is you that makes the difference is you that is worth it all and so what else do i really need if i have you because if i have you i understand that you're going to supply what i need so i need nothing else outside of you <laughs> and i'm so grateful for him allowing me to to see that and him it's like him letting it's like it's like an inside joke with us now it's like him letting me in on a, on a, on a secret um that only him and I have, have, have that we know and um I believe there's a scripture about that like he tells his secrets to his um to his people but yeah um it's our thing now. Something else that I've learned is to be content. And I kind of touched on this earlier, but um, it's to be content with just God and myself. Because everybody isn't my friend. And I learned this. Um, I've, I've actually like learned this in multiple seasons of my, my journey with God. Because I think when we go into a new season, sometimes... Especially early on, we think that somehow it has all changed over overnight. And what I mean by that is we think that somehow people aren't still snakes in the grass ready to bite you. And then when you're surprised that the snake bit you and they say, well, I've been a snake the whole time and you're looking hurt, you 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 stopped you stopped thinking that snakes gonna do what snakes did. 
and that's just not that's not gonna happen sweetheart it's not I'm sorry <laughs> but um <laughs> I think um that that is a big thing that I've learned is that um I'm okay that is just it's just me and him and for a while I was kind of like how do I be okay with that like how do I rest and just you like don't I need people don't I need community and what I've learned is like I said before I don't need anything outside of what he is not putting before me right now and without fail whenever I have needed community whenever I have needed wise counsel whenever I have needed friends whenever I have needed a shoulder whenever I have needed um any anybody to to be there as a comforter, as a friend, as a shoulder to cry on, as somebody to vent to, as somebody to pray with and, and, and over me. Like whenever I have needed comfort, um, cause community is important. Whenever I've needed support without fail, God has always brought it in that moment. And I understand now what it really means to be content when it's just me and him because it's I'm never alone I'm not lonely and I'm not alone he's always with me and I'm always with him and whether people are around or not (laughs) whether I think I have exactly what I need or not whether I think I'm ready or not which ready is is a lie that's not even a thing just go and do it like you know what I'm saying but God has always provided everything and everybody that I need in surplus without fail. And he has always been faithful through everything. But um yeah. I'm I'm grateful that he's taught me this early on because learning that contentment with with just him and me because everyone isn't a friend has really helped me to not bring people into spaces that aren't meant for other people and to understand that everybody can't handle it and not to say that I'm you know everybody that I try to bring in may not be able to handle where um God is trying to help me understand something or where I need to um, grow in a certain space. And it's not to say like handle um, If I had a final takeaway, I would say it's to let God show you who you are and know that and stand on that. Um, Because he's showing you how you'll be able to do the things that he's called you to do. Because your personality and who he has made you to be, your quirks, your nuances, your... Um, ins and outs the things that make you you um, they're the very reason why he called you to do 
what he has called you to do and so um it's been a really big help to um learn and understand myself as I first learned and understand God because he's taught me how to love learn and understand him myself and others and this life that he's given me and um yeah I no longer am confused and just feel like there's no hope and um yeah man it's it's amazing what happens when you know who you are and you stand on that because you understand that who you are is rooted in who God is and who he will always be because just as his word says Jesus is the same today yesterday and forevermore and he's not going to change and when your identity is rooted in him you know that even though everything around you may be changing and though we grow and evolve that the core of who we are because now our heart has been turned from a heart of stone into a heart of flesh and our spirit has gone from corrupt to 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 holy because we now have the indwelling of holy spirit the core of who we now are because we're now new creatures in christ and those old things are gone we're no longer the old and un un um uninhabitable versions of us we're new and so um with that the core of who we now are is rooted in christ and he doesn't change there's no shadow of turning in him and so um i think that's great that he moves but he doesn't change and the only time we change is when he's delivering us and he's molding us and shaping us forming us to look like him and um so when jesus presents us as he says in jude with exceeding joy um that we we don't look like the the sin and iniquity that we were shaping into but we look like his sons we look like the sons of god who are worthy to be called his sons who are worthy in um to be heirs to the kingdom with jesus and so yeah i think that's i, th- I think that's pretty much it that's, that's if i had a takeaway that would be it let god show you who he is and through that you will begin to learn who you are and that confidence that boldness that assertiveness that, that, that ability to speak him and proclaim him and his word boldly will just all come and even if you don't know what to say in those moments that he's telling you to speak you can rest assured that he will give you the words in the very time that you need them and he will be with you through it all thank you so much for listening and for tuning in please wherever you're in this podcast at like share comment subscribe follow do all the things um you can definitely follow the podcast on instagram at deb the zealot that is d-e-b-t-h-e 
Z-E-A-L-O-T. Deb the Zealot. No add-ins. And that's on Instagram. If you want to follow my personal page on Instagram, it's G-O-D-S Gods dot girl G-I-R-L dot Deb D-E-B. And both of those are on Instagram. If you'd like to watch or well, I'm not recording right now, but if you want to listen on YouTube, you can go to my YouTube channel and just search my name, Deborah White. Deborah spelled the correct way. Long way. Yes, sir. D-E-B-O-R-A-H and white like the color. Um, W-H-I-T-E. And you'll see me with my pretty face and my big red hair. <laughs> And so, um, again, thank you so much for listening. This is Deb the Zealot, and I will see you and talk to you next time.